Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Wednesday the 2nd of December. In your squiz today, global targets on climate are getting back on track. Scott Morrison's appeal to Chinese Australians. Western Australia joins the border opening party. And the best Christmas ham. This is your squiz today. There's a couple of things that have happened this year that have given experts reason to believe that the world might be able to achieve the Paris Climate Agreement goal of global warming by 2.1 degrees by 2100. The first, Claire, is China's commitment to reach net zero emissions by 2060. And the second is Joe Biden's election and his commitment to put America back into the Paris Agreement and to have the country achieve net zero emissions by 2050. China and the US are the two biggest emitters in the world. So for those two nations to be on a trajectory that will see their carbon emissions come down significantly means that it has a really tangible effect on what global warming might be. Remember, the United Nations under that Paris Climate Agreement has been keeping track and the idea is to try and limit temperature rises to between 1.5 degrees and 2 degrees. Uh, Over the recent years, it's been looking like it's going to be heading up well past 3 degrees, which would have really significant impacts on the environment. And that means also that there's bigger efforts needed to bring things down now. So those commitments were really welcomed and will have a good effect if they're carried through. And if they're not? If they're not, then it looks like the world's heading to warming of 2.7 degrees by 2100. The tracker that's keeping on top of these things says that that's not a really great result given that we are trying to really target that upper cap of two degrees, uh, but it's certainly uh, a lot better than 3.2 degrees that was what we were looking at last year. And as far as what's happening on this front here in Australia, Claire, this week, Federal Energy Minister Angus Taylor reported that Australia's greenhouse gas emissions fell 3% in the 2019-20 financial year. What Angus Taylor said is that that's due to the initial COVID-19 lockdown, also the ongoing impact of the drought, which saw farmers carry less livestock and also cheaper renewable energy coming online. But there's still the same debate here in Australia as there was earlier this year, which is there's lots of discussion about the Morrison government's uh, plan to get carbon emissions down and how it accounts for all of that and also its lack of commitment to a net zero emissions by 2050 target which plenty of other nations are now really looking at as a standard for themselves. That's what the US and the UK for example have in place. We also recorded our hottest ever spring and also our hottest ever November so this is all in sharp focus at the moment. We talked yesterday about Prime Minister Scott Morrison demanding an apology from China for a tweet by one of its foreign ministry officials that showed a fake image of an Australian soldier holding a knife to an Afghan child's throat. China then responded via a statement from the Chinese embassy here in Australia saying our government has misread and overreacted to that tweet. Now Scott Morrison has taken it to China's most popular social media platform, WeChat Claire, to appeal directly to Chinese Australians. 
Yeah, what he has done is defended Australia's handling of those claims that several elite soldiers were involved in war crimes in Afghanistan to say that we are dealing with it in a transparent and upfront way. And that's what you would expect from a country like Australia and also that it's part of the strength of this country. He also thanked Chinese Australians for the contribution they make and say that none of this reflects on them. He has some support from our friends over the ditch in New Zealand. Also, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern expressed her concern about that image with Chinese authorities. To border news, and Western Australia has announced border restrictions will be lifted for Victoria and New South Wales from next Tuesday. That's provided there are no outbreaks in either state in the meantime. Yeah, Premier Mark McGowan there said that he does reserve the right to put the hard border back up again if there is an outbreak, but certainly really welcome news for people from Victoria and New South Wales that they could be able to head to Western Australia if that's what they want to do in time for Christmas. And Western Australians can come over to Victoria and New South Wales and not have to quarantine on the way home, of course. South Australia is still considered a risk by WA, so that border will stay closed until at least the 11th of December. To news just in as we pull the podcast together, a car has ploughed through a pedestrian area in the German city of Trier. It's killed four people, including a baby. The driver, a 51-year-old local man, has been arrested. The circumstances of the incident are still not clear. Trier is on Germany's western border, just near Luxembourg. More to come on this one today, I'm sure. UK retailer Arcadia Group, which owns brands including Topshop Claire, went into administration yesterday. Not necessarily a COVID casualty, though it hasn't helped. No, that's right. And there's been lots of criticism around that Topshop and also Miss Selfridge and Dorothy Perkins as part of that group haven't done enough to get online and get with the times. Uh, Also that they haven't invested a whole lot into that brand for a long time. Its chairman is Sir Philip Green, who has quite a colourful profile over there as part of the UK's business life. Uh, And he has come in for quite a bit of criticism in the last day or two. But when it comes to anyone who's shopped the high street in the UK. Topshop is certainly one of those iconic brands. It would be sad for it to go. Yeah, no news about what will happen to those brands as yet, but one to keep an eye on. It was exactly 78 years ago yesterday that Edward Teddy Sheehan died in battle while under attack by Japanese forces off the coast of modern-day Timor-Leste. Now, Claire, he's been awarded Australia's highest military honour, the Victoria Cross. Sheen was on the HMAS Adelaide in December 1942 when it came under attack by Japanese forces. What he did was he launched life rafts to get his mates off and then he returned to his position to fire at enemy aircraft as the ship went down and he was never seen of again. His nephew Gary Ivory has led a decades-long campaign to have his uncle recognised, so really delighted that that has happened. This one sees Cricket Australia on one side and one of their broadcast partners, Channel 7, on the other. Basically, Channel 7, Claire, bought the free-to-air television rights to test cricket and Big Bash in 2018 for $450 million. Now they're not happy that they're getting what they paid for as they reckon that changes to the scheduling of India's current tour of Australia has reduced the value of the contract. So they've taken it to the courts. 
what they say is putting the limited overs matches at the start of that tour, uh, which are just being aired on Foxtel and KO, means that when it comes to the tests, which is what Seven is airing, uh, people, particularly ardent fans, will just be in the routine of watching it on Foxtel and KO, so they won't get as many viewers. So, yeah, it's all heading into court. It's not really a great situation when they're only a couple of years into a six-year contract that's worth many millions of dollars, but they've got to work together for a while to come. They do. For Cricket Australia's part, they, like all sports, say they've been challenged due to COVID and that they're doing what they can to deliver the best possible summer of cricket for all involved. And while we're there, the third and final ODI between Australia and India is on in Canberra this afternoon. If Australia wins, they'll sweep the series. The talking point is that David Warner is out with an injury, so who replaces him will be closely watched. Look like a very painful groin injury, that one. Yeah, not fun. Finally, Good Food Claire has put out its supermarket ham test for 2020. This is an important one. The big competition of the year is the great supermarket ham taste test. And (laughs) for 2020, Audi has come out number one and two. Really? So get your ham from Aldi, is what they're saying. Yeah, apparently Aldi is where it's at for your supermarket ham. A link to that is in your episode notes if you're interested. I'm sure plenty of people will be. That'll do us today. Enjoy your Wednesday and we'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.